Hello and welcome to UC Today. My name is David Dungay. Today I am joined by Jeff Bloss, a BCM1 CEO. Welcome to the show, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks very much for the opportunity. Appreciate it, David. Fantastic. So today we're going to be talking about something very, very exciting in the BCM1 history um, and a recent acquisition of uh, Pure IP. Um, but Jeff, before we get into that and what that means exactly, uh, maybe we could start with a bit of an introduction. Can you uh, tell us a bit about BCM1 and uh, yourself? Sure, sure. Happy to. Um, uh, great, great business story. Uh, BCM was founded a little bit over 30 years ago in 1992. Um, over the course, as I think you'd expect, over the course of our 30 years, we've gone through a number of evolutions and changes uh, with uh, who we are and how we go to market. But really, at our core, since since our beginning, um, way to think about our business is a uh, technology provider, kind of uh, uniquely focused on uh, supporting voice as an application uh, within uh, the enterprise. Um, as I mentioned, you know, we, we've done that in a variety of different ways over the course of our 30 years. Um, you know, most recently, the, the, and I think the way to think about us in market today is a provider that's uh, focused on a suite of, of next-gen communication solutions, uh, namely our, our SIP trunking platforms, our UCAS platforms, and now with the acquisition of uh, Pure IP, uh, the capability to deliver voice services and PSTN services into the collaborative tools of, of Microsoft Teams, Zoom, and, and Cisco WebEx. Uh, great business. I've been a part of it since 2012. Uh, I joined from a, a career uh, in industry uh, prior, um, and then moved to the service provider space when I when I joined uh, BCM in 2012. Really helped uh, the the prior ownership team uh, go through I, I think a transformation of our business to eventually lead to our recapitalization under uh, our current. Financial sponsors, Thompson Street Capital Partners, a private equity based out of St. Louis, Missouri, uh, who, who took majority control of our business in 2019. And that's when I stepped into the, the role of CEO uh, and helped uh, lead under uh, Thompson Street stewardship, uh, our movement really into the next gen communication and, and managed services space. Great. Well, thanks for that. Um, let's dive straight into the conversation then, Jeff. Um, tell us a bit more about this deal with Pure IP. Uh, maybe we should start with the, the strategy. What was the thinking behind the behind the deal? And uh, what is yeah. the strategy there going forwards? Yeah, so so when we recapitalized in 19, there were really three elements to our strategy uh, that we laid out at that time. Uh, one was, was geographic expansion. Uh, we were highly focused uh, prior to our recap. We were highly focused in the northeastern United States. Um, and so geographic expansion national, nationally and then internationally was a, a key component of our, our strategy. Second, you know, as I, I mentioned, was a, a keen focus in the next-gen communication space, the SIP trunking, UCAS, uh, and, and whatever that evolves into as the, the years progress. And then third uh, was really owning more and more of the platform of services that we deliver out, out to our clients. And so, you know, Pure IP is our ninth acquisition. And I think when we look at all uh, candidate opportunities to, to acquire, um, somehow it's got to tell a story that fits in one or, or more of the, those components of our strategy. And I think it's, it's pretty clear if you, you know, look at Pure IP as a business, very heavy uh, international footprint, um, you know, really an outstanding offering in that next-gen communication space and the PSTN replacement services for collaborative tool sets. And, you know, is a, I think, uh, outstanding piece of, of intellectual property for us to own and, and another platform of services that we've got the capability to extend and deliver out, out to our clients. So I think 
on the surface, initial conversations with uh, with with Gary Forrest, the the founder and, and former CEO of, of PRIP, is, it was pretty clear that the business checked all three of those boxes for us. Um, and then as we did further diligence, uh, strong strong team, uh, I think has made significant as efforts in the uh, uh, information security, regulatory and compliance standpoint that was very attractive to us. Very strong international footprint, uh, very strong presence in, in the enterprise base. And then we thought, you know, culturally was an extraordinarily good fit uh, with our team and in our organization. So that's was our excitement around it and it really built throughout the course of our diligence process with Pure. Yeah. So as with all acquisitions of this nature, there'll be customers on both sides, um, probably with some questions and uh, thoughts as to, you know, what's going on, et cetera. Let, I mean, let's start with the, the Pure IP side first. Um, you know, what, what does this mean for the for firstly the, the brand and then the, the customer base of Pure IP currently? Yeah, you, you know, I think our message to all of the 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 clients, partners, suppliers that have joined a relationship with BCM through acquisition is um, our goal is really do no harm is the starting point, right? You, you've got a, a strong relationship uh, with, with Pure IP built uh, on the, the, the history and track record of their performance for you. Um, you know, I think one of the reasons why we've been as successful as we have with the acquisitions that we've made is we don't come in and make change for change's sake. I think we, we acquire good, strong businesses. Um, and the, the mindset that we have is what can we do to, to help and augment their growth and, and not come in and, and change and disturb what is already a successful business. So I think end of the day, the message for the, the clients and, and partners of Pure IP today is hopefully they don't see much change, um, th that you, you know they, they continue to see the value in the relationship um, that they initially saw with, with Pure IP under its new ownership with BCM. And if anything, you know, hopefully there's an opportunity for them to, to see that there are additional services and capabilities that Pure IP will be able to bring to them as part of the BCM One family of brands. I think Pure IP um, will, will likely remain a, a brand, a logo, an identity that, that remains in market. There's a, a very strong uh, element of brand capital associated to it today uh, and brand awareness that, that's out there today. And so I think there, there is a, a strong argument to be made for preservation of brand. It's, it's something that we've done with a number of the acquisitions that we've made is figure out an appropriate way that that, that logo, that identity can be maintained and really expanded upon as, as part of the BCM One family of, of brands. Um, and so, you know, our, our hope is is that th those clients and, and partners continue to see the the power and, and strength of the relationship that they had historically with Pure IP as a standalone business. And if anything, they 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 get some of the incremental value as part of being you know part of a larger organization. That's we'll continue to invest, we'll continue to support, and we'll continue to make uh, Pure IP a, a successful business and a successful partner for them. I'm sure you'll um, you'll have some uh, partners on the BCM side um, wondering what this means for them as well, and what kind of enhancements that bring to their portfolio. Maybe you could talk around a little bit that around your your partner base and ultimately your, your customers as well, their end the end customers. Yeah, I mean, you know, BCM historically one of the other tenants, in addition to being a, a voice focused business, one of the other tenants has really been a partner driven business um, in, in the United States. You know, it's a key way where there's where there's distribution of our products and services out to market. Um, I think what this does for our partner community uh, uh, at BCM uh, is uh, really expand the portfolio of services that they've got the capability to sell out to their end clients. We're, we're seeing particularly in the United States, we're seeing a significant amount of traction 
um, on uh, delivering PSDN replacement services. Um, Pure is, is clearly one of the leaders. Uh, Pure IP is clearly one of the leaders in, in being able to deliver those services out in market to large scale enterprises. And I think it'll give our uh, loyal partners the, the capability to leverage their relationship with us um, to continue to win more business with their end client and continue to, to, to improve the value proposition that they can bring out to their end clients. Yeah. Um, maybe you could talk about that um, that requirement in market that, that led to this acquisition as well. You know, we're, we're seeing, uh, you know, these big vendor ecosystems, which, uh, you know, people are looking for value in and around. And of course, uh, Pure IP, they do address some of those big ecosystems uh, with some with uh, some quite unique propositions there. But what, what do you see that as that market requirement that really led to this kind of acquisition? Yeah. Great question. I mean, we, we knew and I think some of the interest why we, we surfaced the initial conversation with, with Gary back last year about Pure IP. Um, we see where the market's going. Um, you know, if you think about what happened within the enterprise in, in COVID, you had a, a lot of large enterprise organizations um, moving to these collaborative tool sets of whether it's Teams or whether it was uh, WebEx or, or, or Zoom. They really had no choice but to very quickly move to support either a, a hybrid or fully remote uh, work, workforce in the in the COVID environment. And I think as we're we, we, we've got out of the uh, pandemic mode of work um, and transitioned into kind of the, the new normal, um, I think a lot of those larger enterprise organizations are trying to rationalize their communication spend and communications footprint that, you know, they very quickly and maybe not in a fully planned out manner, went through, for example, a Teams deployment, but now they're looking at a landscape in their organization that's got Teams, they've got some some traditional telephony um, that, that's still being delivered out there. They may have uh, on-premise PBXs, they may have some cloud UCAS solutions, and I think they're they're trying to go through a rationalization of what's the, the right story for them. And I, where most of our client base and the feedback that we get from a lot of our partners, where, where a lot of their clients are ending up is is looking at a solution where they're trying to simplify and they're trying to say, okay, you, you know, I, I want to go with with whether it's Teams or or Zoom or Cisco WebEx. I want to simplify the communication footprint that my employees have to navigate through. Still need PSTN connectivity. Need to be able to support a hybrid solution for a period of time. Need to be able to support some kind of unique use cases that that still linger linger out there. And I think that's. You know, we knew when when we look at looked at our portfolio prior to the acquisition, we knew that that was a gap for for us, and it really was the importance of of our investment in Pure IP. Is is, you know, it really takes us into the next generation of where we see you know the the, the mid to large enterprise uh, voice application uh, being delivered and the capability to do it in a hybrid manner, the capability to terminate it into a variety of different endpoints um, and really provide a, a migration roadmap for those, those enterprises to navigate towards for, to their desired end state. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I think we're in a, such a fascinating time for the market. You know, we've had, we've had the COVID period come, uh, you know, been and gone and you know, a lot of those contracts, you know, with those companies, they went out and bought that collaboration technology well, probably three or more years ago now, a lot of those contracts are coming up for renewal. People are trying to figure out what hybrid work means for them. Um, so it's a very exciting time. I mean, um, as you look up, look forwards, obviously you, you see some value around these big these big vendor sort of collaboration platforms. Um, but where, where do you see that big growth coming coming from for for yourselves? What's what's your kind of thoughts on the market as you look look ahead? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the, it's interesting. What's going on, <clears throat> excuse me, broadly in the economy is, is a very interesting time, right? We've got uh, 
interest rates, inflation rates, you know, over the last 12 months had kind of hit unprecedented levels over over recent times. Um, there's some odd recessionary behavior um, that, that's going on in uh, buying decisions, purchase decisions that, that you see in, in market. And I think what we're seeing uh, from our, uh, particularly the larger scale enterprises, is a need to rationalize spend, right? And, and a need to, you know, in, in, the, in the COVID environment, I think there was spend money to keep the business running um, and, and figure it out later was kind of the mindset that a lot of the organizations went through. And I think now what, what it is, is, okay, you know, we, we've got a tightened budget, we've got some fiscal accountability that, that it ha has come in. Um, and we need to figure out what's the, the wisest and most efficient way for us to spend uh, our, our communication uh, dollar. And I think the, the trend that we're seeing more than, than anything else is re really um, that efficiency is coming through simplifying the number of relationships and complexity of relationships that they have with all the different providers that deliver voice services out there. And I think the opportunity for us, you know, both through our, our next gen communications offerings, now adding peer IPs capability into the fold, and then also the, the capability to deliver and support the underlying network services is a unique time for, for us to take advantage of where, you know, a, a large scale enterprise would be able to, you know, drastically simplify the number of <clears throat> complexity of supplier relationships that they have, um, reduce the footprint of, of technology that they need to rely on and provide a, a simple, uh, very efficient mechanism for uh, their organization to collaborate internally as well as uh, to communicate out, out to their end clients. So I think that's the opportunity that we really need to seize on and take advantage of over the course of, <clears throat> excuse me, the next 12 to 18 months. Right. Well, uh, uh, Jeff, unfortunately, that is all we've got time for. But um, once again, congratulations on the acquisition. And uh, thank you for coming along and sharing some of your insights on the market with me. I appreciate it. Always happy to do it. And you have a wonderful day. And thank you for watching. Be watching me, David Dungate, on UC Today. If you like today's conversation, please give us a like and share on social media. That's it from me. See you next time.